Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome back into another edition of the Lakers Fast Break Pod. I am your host, Magic Man, a.k.a. Sean Grice. Uh, Gerald Glassford is indisposed at the moment. He's on the Vegas freeways and stuck in traffic. So while he's stuck in traffic, myself and uh, my co-host, Mr. Joe Soro, will be enlightening you this evening. Joe, the Lakers fall 108-107 to the Miami Heat tonight. Um, after what could only be described as uh, a shot in the arm in the first half, the Lakers found themselves only down three at halftime, uh, played a fairly spirited effort. In the third quarter, it all unraveled. Bad habits die hard. Every single one of our bad habits showed up in that third quarter. And they made an attempt to come back in the fourth, but we couldn't hit a shot in the last two minutes. So what did you feel about the game overall? We had this game, even despite all the issues. I thought they, they, their resilience towards the end was was a lot to admire, but they could not devise a a play to take the lead and the last shot was terribly executed. You gave the ball to Cam Reddish, who can't shoot. And you're LeBron James, you only needed two points. This is these kind of losses are are they sting. They sting and they don't go away. These are the kind of losses that they talk about if it was a playoff game. They talk about for for years. Heck, they would still talk about Charles Smith's four attempts at his layup against the Bulls in '93. LeBron should have just went for it, passing it out to guys that couldn't make a three the last two minutes wasn't a good idea. And Darvin Ham, uh, if there's one thing that I don't think we're gonna get out of with with this guy is he has no idea how to how to set up a play. And we we talked about this for days last year out of timeouts. What are you taking a timeout for? It's almost like every time he took a timeout, the, the play ended up in a turnover. Like, what are you drawing on your board? Is there any space for something, for some kind of play, some kind of alley-oop? It, 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 I'm not going to sit here and blame him for everything, but he has these little things is what makes someone a winner versus someone who loses games they should win. These are the things. These are the things that that – make a difference. And out of that timeout, you would think that they were due and all you had to, and, and Miami was scared. 
you had them on their heels, then, well, put the pressure on them, get somebody going to the basket, someone that had some ability to possibly get the ball either on an alley-oop, you have Christian Wood, or someone who can make a a, 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 a mid-range something. I, I just, I don't, I, I'm still kind of at a loss to words of how this ended. I'm like, I don't think it's really sunk in. I I saw Cam Reddish get the ball, and I'm going, yeah, wait, no, why? And we know why. And he clanked it. And I'm sorry to say this, this is what the Lakers are. <laughs> this is what the Lakers are with this guy as the, the coach. We, we are not going to see anything change from a scheme standpoint uh, if we're going to point at something that's not going to change. What we did see change was we saw the Lakers kind of sack up in an area where, um, where in an area where we I just I don't know, guys. I don't know. I'm just I'm 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 confused on why these guys can't make open shots. I just can't figure out why they can't make open shots. No, and and one th- one thing needs to be said here. All right, one thing needs to be said. Darvin Ham drew that last play up for Cam Reddish to take the last shot. Think about that, everybody out there. Think about that. The person that we were relying on to win it for us is a less than 20% three-point shooter. Now, you had Reddish open in the corner, but what you also saw was Prince was open on the wing as well. Now, Torian Prince missing a game winner, very different than Cam Reddish. Now, as far as the last play is concerned, LeBron wasn't going to put that up. It was it was a similar play he had he had run in Cleveland uh, against the Boston Celtics. Three or four guys end up sealing him in the paint, so even if he put it up, it would be blocked. So they're gonna leave one or two people open. They decided to leave two Lakers open. Prince on the wing, Cam Reddish in the corner. It ended exactly how we thought it would. Cam Reddish clank. It wasn't even close. Now, Joe, there was only one Laker who played over 40 minutes tonight, and that was Austin Reeves, and he finished with 23, 10, and 8. Reeves was the Lakers' leading rebounder. Now, Joe, we talked about this in the the, uh, pregame. You weren't there. You cannot afford to lose the rebounding battle to the Heat because they're a disciplined team. No, no matter if if people out there think that the Miami Heat are a bad team, by the way, they 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 are. Fundamentally, they're sound. They rebound, they box out, they don't turn the ball over, and they try and engage in second and third chance opportunities. It's pretty clear what they what the Heat have to do to win a win a game. They played like they had to most of it. They just couldn't hit a shot in the last four minutes either. The only the only difference was Joe, we couldn't hit a shot in the last two minutes to save our life. Uh, we've been taught we've been talking about Ham's coaching. And that that's one thing. But it's also important to note that Joe, these guys get scouting reports before every game. They work in film room every game. They're not paying attention, man. Some of these young cats just do not care. 
like Delo wasn't having a bad game, a, a bad game overall offensively. He was doing all right, but he just couldn't handle the fact that the re- that the refs were calling the game a certain way, and he bugged out. Man, he cost us. He put he put his own ego ahead of the team, and he got kicked out. So what did that lead to, Joe? Only six guys were available for the Lakers. That's the five starters plus Cam Reddish. Unless you want to play the two ways. I'm gonna play devil. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here with some sense, with some uh, with with a with a uh, knowledgeable retort. I don't think it's an accident that the Lakers played better defense when D'Angelo Russell got kicked out. So, the complaints of the third quarter and AD not playing. And Russ, uh, D'Angelo Russell being kicked out are irrelevant at this point. You had the ball four times with a chance to take the lead. All these discussions become mute, moot if you take the lead and finish the game. This is about winning. Uh, this is about 82 games during the regular season. We know that they're not playing as well as they should, or maybe they're playing the way they should. Beyond that, they had the ball four times with a chance to take the lead towards the end, and they missed all four times. And worse than that, they decided to give the ball a one-point deficit. They decide to give the ball to a player who can't shoot. That, to me, bothers me more than anything that happened before because all that would have gone away had you just scored on that on that play. And all you had to do was devise some form of an NBA play with NBA professionals, and one of them is an is an all-time great. I don't understand why this guy cannot get a goddamn play that can score when he needs it. Every team has it. Every team has done it. Why can't this guy put a mother effing play in to get a score? You were down one. Did he now set up the offense for LeBron to go to the hole? And then... Did LeBron ignore it? I want to know that. That's what I want to know because we don't know. We don't know what happened. Maybe he told the team, LeBron, you're going to get the ball at the top of the key and then you're going to the basket. Did LeBron say, okay, then renege? Probably not because that looked like it was planned. Everyone draw, wide open corner. Problem is, why are you giving it to Cam Reddish? I would have rather have seen Austin Reeves there miss than say, damn it, why the hell did he miss instead of me getting angry about Cam Reddish? Why are you giving the ball to Cam Reddish on a goddamn winning play from three uh, out of all places? Who's going to ask him this question right now? Is any of these coward, pussy-ass reporters going to ask him that question? Or are they going to get kicked out? Because all their feelings get hurt. That's what I want to know. I want to know. I want to know what happened on that play. Why? Why? LeBron was having an all-time game for... (laughs) The guy looked amazing tonight. Why didn't he finish this off? You might as well. He played 37 minutes. You might as well let him play another couple of uh, milliseconds to get the the ball in, in the hoop. Why? Why are you giving it to Cam Reddish? Why? Because you don't know how to set up plays, and you're a professional NBA coach for the L.A. Lakers. 
Where's Rob? Where is anyone that knows basketball? Where's Phil Handy? I keep hearing Phil Handy is this genius assistant coach. If I'm an assistant coach and, I, and I'm like, what are you doing? Why does this keep happening? And I, I, it's, it's making it sound like I'm blaming it all on him. Obviously, these third quarters keep happening. And then it shifted to the first quarter, the first five games. Okay, what is it? What is it with this team and its and its forty eight minute mentality? Is it the job of the coach to have them prepared? Is it not? Yes. Okay. If that is the case, then it's your fault. Your team is not prepared. They're not. They're not prepared because if you don't have that lull in the third, you win this game too. So give us something, okay? If you're going to have them play like garbage in the third quarter, then at least set up the right play on a game-winning shot. Hell, you had three shots before then. Can you it, get a shot? Do you have a, something in all of that? Or does he like to put his uh, – put, put, does he like to draw it with his mouth? I, mean, I, don't, I don't. They don't show that goddamn huddle anymore like they used to. What, what is it? What is it? Well, Maybe they don't want to show the huddle because LeBron's just taking the clipboard out of his hands again. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know condolences to me. Wow, man. I I just had talked about that and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. That being said, Joe, Shout out to uh, Darren with uh, the super chat. Appreciate that. And he said the uh, we should call him low now instead of D low because there's no D left in his game. As I said, offensively, he was all right. Defensively, it wasn't a good night. It wasn't a good night. And while I uh, sympathize with maybe his feelings about the refereeing at this point in the season, Gerald, that, that does not deter from the fact that he played a very porous game offensively, uh, defensively. We just saw the Lakers uh, snatch uh, defeat from the jaws of victory, Gerald. How did you feel as you were watching this dumpster fire? Well, first of all, I want to say thank you, everybody, for joining us. Truly appreciate it. Everybody could go usually and say, you know what, I'm going to sulk. I'm not going to be here. I'm just going to try and... You know what? We're just glad you're here. Vent away in the comments. That's what we're here for. We're here for you, and we truly appreciate you joining us. You know, you could be anywhere else, but you're here, and we cannot thank you enough for it. Alan, in the super chat of his own, says, Joe, take it easy. (laughs) Well, that's Joe for you, and he is rightly so, because let's do a little bit of mathematics here, Magic Man. How many opportunities did the Lakers have that they, four, right? Four, correct? And all four times, they they where did they take the ball? Where did they shoot the ball from? Behind the arc, right? And that's for three points, correct? All four times, correct? That's right, Gerald. And, and when how, you many, were... how many did we lose by? One point, Gerald. 
one point. So the reason why we're passing it out to Cam Reddish, or the reason why we're constantly taking threes, and this is something Felix mentioned in Facebook, how we're always trying to be like the Warriors, be like the Warriors. Well, it's the NBA mentality. It's not just the Warriors. It's this NBA mentality that even if you're down by one, that you still have to whatever God-given thing that's coming up to you, you still have to go ahead and you know be compelled to take threes instead of the smart play, the intelligent play, and take it to the basket. When he when LeBron takes it to the basket, unless the referees are rigged like they were in the Boston games, more good things happen than not. Correct? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Especially when he has two or three guys available at the rim just in case that happens and which is something we could live with if that was if that was the final play and you missed i could live with that but again as gerald has said you had four four Simple opportunities yeah down one point four opportunities I'm go ahead you're only down one point you I'm, don't I'm need trying, a three. i'm trying to i'm trying especially to especially with cam red is shooting it by the way alan is trolling that that's not that's not him he knows exactly what's going on and you all have seen me much more animated than I am right now. The reason why I didn't get as angry as I probably should have tonight is because we have no solution to the coaching it's issue. A re- it's a recurring nightmare that you can't wake up from. But a, yeah. I, I understand his jersey was ripped, said. I get that. And thank you for joining us. Please, hopefully, you'll be able to subscribe and you know come and watch future shows with us because we're on every single day of the week. But when it comes to, you know, even if you don't want to say, Okay, LeBron's, they're not calling the fouls or whatnot, Joe. I would take my chances with that. Knowing Cam Reddish is an absolutely terrible three-point shooter. And you can't tell me that Offensive you pra- player, period. Yeah, and you can't tell me you practiced that enough to feel confident that he would make the shot. There's and just you, no way. And we're talking about not just once, not just twice, not just three times, but four opportunities, Joe to go ahead and get two points and each and every time passing out for a three. I don't a mind the text. Three. I, don't, I don't mind the text. I don't mind D'Angelo Russell getting kicked out. Sometimes this is a, a physical sport. They, they used to say football is a physical. No, football is a collision sport. Basketball is a physical sport. This is why it bothers me when they don't let these guys get physical and they don't let them have emotions. Sometimes you run into these refs that are going to be hair trigger techs. This was one of the nights. The it, 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 sometimes you're going to get your jersey pulled. Sometimes you get away with the jersey pull. We're the fans. We can sit back and complain. As as players, you can get angry, you can get emotional, but you have to have a short memory and get ready to go back into the job. Go but ahead. let me ask you this, Joe: Does it something lie upon the coach to inform the team? Hey. The smart play when you're this close is to go for the better percentage shot. I, I don't closer shot. I don't think. Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this because we've we've gotten to the to the wall here. Darvin Ham is not a NBA head coach. He waited ten years to get this opportunity. I still don't know what criteria he met to be here. As an LA Laker of all teams, he's not an NBA. If you can't draw up no, regular plays on a, on a on a normal setup, I, I can understand if you know Phil Jackson wasn't really an X's and O's guy either. But 
Phil Jackson had you mentally ready. Yes, I know he had Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and Shaq. I get that. But they didn't win squad until Phil Jackson came in. Just, just saying. They would have won. And they would have won. And they would have won. They would have won. Okay, Jordan, Pippen, Shaq, and Kobe would have eventually won championships. Shaq won with, with Pat Riley, right? Right? I mean, to me, it's like oranges and apples, right? But the point is, they don't win as much as they did. That's how I explain that story. Because everyone says, well, Phil Jackson went to ready-made play or ready-made teams. I'm like, no, that's not true. That is not true. The difference between Phil Jackson and, 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 and not having Phil Jackson is the continuous excellence in terms of preparation. So, Darvin Ham does not know how to assess a play that can work. If you can't do that, I don't know how you get your job. This is something 100%. Now, if they're not listening to him as the head coach, okay, is it, whose problem is it now? Are they listening to him? Do they respect him? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on inside that that practice thing. I got to see it. I, I have to see what is in there. We don't see, sorry, uh, Gerald, 2057. We don't see about what's going on. Nothing. We see nothing. So how am I going to know? No one's saying anything. Because this is why I get on guys like Mike Trudell and, 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 and all those little minions around that area. No one tells us anything. No one knows anything. How are we going to know if this guy sucks 100% instead of the 99% that we know? I don't know. When? When are we going to know? When are we going to get legitimate information? Oh, well, that's going to cause a distraction. Well, the distraction is you just lost to Miami when you had four shots of getting just two points. You just needed two points. And you have LeBron James, who was having a... Epic game. Yeah, no Trevor. That was the other name. No Trevor Lane. No, no, no Trudell. No Allie Clifton. No Geeter. No anyone in that studio that will ever put these guys on blast. Why? Because they'll fire them. Why are we on this show? Why are we a podcast on our own? Because of that reason. I could have been in that world 15 years ago, but I knew even as a dumb guy at that time. I knew I wouldn't last. Why? Because you come up, you call somebody what they are, they get upset. Everyone thinks it just started after the last few years. No, this stuff has been going on for a long time. I want to know how this guy got his job. I want to know why he can't devise a play to run two points with LeBron James with the ball. I want to know how. How is that possible? And I want to know why is it you play three quarters of four quarters every game. Why? Explain that to me because I don't know anymore. I don't know. I'm, I'm racking my brain here. I watched every freaking minute of this game. I was stuffing my face, laughing with Sean, playing around, making jokes, watching this goddamn thing so I could have some balance. For what? So that at the end, I don't know what the hell happened? Two points. You just need two points. You have LeBron James killing everyone. And you give it to Cam Reddish? 
Absolutely, Joe. And that's why I wanted to uh, put this uh, tweet up here. This is from uh, Tim Reynolds, who covers the heat. Uh, this was the first time since March 13, 2022, Philly at Orlando, that an NBA game was scoreless in the final two minutes and 38 seconds. First such game for the Heat since 12-29-15 versus the Grizzlies, and the first such game for the Lakers since April 28, 2013. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's when Mike D'Antoni was coaching the Lakers. This proceeds by Irene Scott, Luke Walton, Frank Vogel, this is Darvin Ham. This is Darvin Ham. Gerald, we talked last year about how the Lakers found new ways to lose games. This year is a little more difficult. They're finding new ways not to show up for all 48 minutes. You find yourself uphill each and every time. That's the theme. Now, today is a little bit more understandable because you didn't have your defensive stalwart, Anthony Davis, for quite a bit of that second half with this hip-slash-groin spasm thing that was going on there that you saw he was trying to get it out in the second half but just couldn't get it done. So we were without him for a substantial chunk of the game. But this is an ongoing theme, Magic Man. Every single game this year, we have found ourselves climbing uphill. We've never found ourselves in a position where we've had a comfortable lead and sustained it for any length of time. And that is disturbing to me because we found this quite often last year as well, Magic Man. We're constantly fighting uphill. And the older LeBron gets, the harder this gets for him. And the fact is, as a coach, you've got to help him out by having the right players out there. And Cam Reddish, we've been giving him a lot of praise and a lot of flowers over the past couple of weeks because of the defense he's been playing. But what's the one thing we've been talking about more than anything else when it comes to Cam Reddish about what he's not doing well so far this season, Magic Man? He He's not in a position where he's able to confidently be a three-point shooter. He can't shoot, period. He has an absolutely ugly shot. Why are you passing it to him? That's and you ruin him. You ruin him now. You not only ruin the play and ruin the game, now you destroy this kid. This poor guy is trying to stay in the league. You ruin his ability to, to 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 advance. Okay, yeah, you want to give this guy social media is all over him right you now. You want to give this guy a chance. You want to you want to make him. You want to you want to say, hey, look, we trust you. Can you give him a layup? Can you give him something close to the basket at least? Something that's reasonable. And at the same time, you're three and three. If you were six and zero. Oh, and you did this, maybe it's a little bit more tolerable. You know what? Let's see if this guy can come up. But then again, that still doesn't make any sense. He, that's not his game. It's not his game. And you put him in a crappy position, he's going to have to hear maybe not us directly, but people like us are saying this now all over the place, people where he will know what it is because you have those scum-sucking trolls that go on Twitter uh, doing their keyboard warrior garbage. And now he's going to have to hear that, and that's going to jack him up. I mean, it's not Darwin's responsibility to worry about that, but the point is you made it worse for him on a basketball level, okay? You had LeBron with the ball. If you're not going to have LeBron go to the hole all the way, if they're going to collapse, can you put somebody over there so that he can give it to him under the basket? They make a two-game over. I'm sorry, guys. Is that difficult? Did they collapse five guys? 
on under the hoop. I didn't see five guys. I saw like two and a half. Everybody crashed the boards. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe I don't know Jack about basketball. I don't know. I'm confused. I'm confused. This is just I can't. I my. It, it, I don't. I don't know what is the pressure. Does the pressure mess you up? Because we talked about this with the whole Pete Carroll thing. The two calls he made in his career that cost him immortality. You know, did the pressure? Does the pressure make these guys go blank? I think if I had to pick a logical, because I don't want to call Darvin Ham unintelligent, I think that's going a little bit too far, especially when it's too public. But are you are you freezing in your mindset? Because if that's the case, guys, I'm sorry, but you don't, you shouldn't be on the on the bench. We talked about Ty Lu when he was being courted to be the coach. I said absolutely not. This guy had an anxiety attack in Cleveland. What the hell's going to happen to him in L.A.? No. No, and the, and the thing that bothers me the most is there is no replacement. There's no one out there. So you can't go get somebody. I mean, there is somebody out there, but that guy's not going to come here. We talked about Jay Wright. That was the guy I wanted when they bounced Vogel. That was the guy I wanted. And, and, and maybe I'm looking way too into it, but I thought maybe the, just the fact that he just – He's got it, man. He's got the look. He's got the ability. He's he already had an NBA system in his thing. Do you know if LeBron and AD will respect him? That's the only question mark, right? He, but he always he always had one eye on the NBA. And Joe, I'll never understand. It's a shame, guys. I'll, I'll never under I never understand it because Kel, Kevin Ollie's name was in more NBA uh, head coaching candidate rumors than Jay Wright. I can't. It's it's difficult to talk about this with anybody that unless it's Sean or Gerald, you know, because you guys are the only ones I know. Very few people out there that actually Look, know. He, at this, this point stuff. in time, we can we can. Uh, um... Okay, but said okay, said's back to the Phil Handy deal. I mean, Phil, Phil Handy, Handy doesn't has this guys reputation, but Phil Handy is. We used this example before. He's Phil good one on one. He's a good one on one. If you've watched this, if you've watched the Sopranos, there's a gentleman named Silvio Dante character in the in the film. Is Steve Van Zandt, the guitarist uh, with uh, the East Street Band with Springsteen? Okay, he is in the in the show. He is a number two. He's the number two. He's the advisor. And and there's an episode where he became the interim. Because Tony got, you know, indisposed, if you will. I don't want to spoil it, right? In case you want to watch it. And it, the whole comedy of it is he's he has an anxiety attack at the end of the show. <laughs> Some guys are not made to be one. We have one already playing. We want to bring another one. Phil Handy is great as a number two. That's his that's his ceiling. Um, I don't see him being a good uh, coach. Sorry, guys, or a head coach, I should say. Uh, as far as who we can bring in, I know Stotts has been a name that we've seen. Obviously, our our favorite, at least my favorite, Jay Wright. But it's too late, guys. I, I don't think there's going to be a solution there. I think we're going to have to pray now that that this groin isn't going to take AD out for a month. And and I can hope. tell you right now, Joe, the latest on Twitter, AD is in the back in the locker room has said he is confident he will be ready on Wednesday. Everyone know oh, hallelujah, and then it would have been so much better to talk. We'll see tonight. how we'll see it tomorrow if it feels sore or whatnot. But he has said he's confident that he'll be back on Wednesday. Rondo, Eric, unfortunately, I, I have an issue 
I've, I've had this, not issue. I've had this thought. I, I don't know if Rondo's temperament will work in the NBA in these days. He would need, he would really need LeBron and AD to, 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 I think a, he would go well, especially for this team. It, I think he, I think he'd really put. He gets the respect of LeBron, and that's if he does else. that, if that was the case, but I don't know. I, I can't talk about this seven games in. I'm sorry, I can't. I, I think I'm, I'm more. I'm in the moment right now. I'm in the moment. Darvin Ham's not going to go anywhere was, yet. Okay, uh, okay. Well, it has to they, really go south before he'll get fired two years into his contract or less than two years into his contract. So simple as that. They won't pay. They won't pay unless it really goes south, Magic Man. No, they won't, Gerald. They won't. We, we're we telling you guys, not going to happen. Um, that's going to be one, two, three coaches on the payroll. They they are not going to uh, agree to that under any circumstances. They did it once. They're not going to do it again. Because you said they're still years. paying for Vogel. For one more year, yeah. He, he gets one more year, and then so he's he off. doesn't. So he that you're saying that even though he's as an NBA coach, he's got another job. He still gets paid on that contract. That every coach I does. thought that gets canceled out. It doesn't from 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 collegiate athletics to professional, Gerald. What happens is that when you sign a contract, that team owes you that money. So if yeah. you do get another job, what they can do is they can stipend it. So if your contract was say two million. They can stipend that for like five hundred grand or two fifty for the next four to eight years and just pay you out that way. Rodell, you're not telling us anything we don't know. Agree with you on that. You know his offense is terrible. We've stated that several times. He should have passed the ball to Prince, or or done something else with it. But again, so, it's also LeBron's for it. The placement of him in the corner. The reason why he was actually out there, I'm not even sure because again, if you're going to put him out of the court, if you're the coach. Why would you have him in that corner if you know he cannot already hit threes? Christy, Plus he's six eight. Why wouldn't you put him under the rim? Exactly. Well, Christie and and Cam have been absolutely horrible this year from behind the arc. Those guys you can't have in the game. Or if you have somebody in the corner, have Prince in that corner wide open for the three. There you go. Simple I think I. You know what, Gerald? If if. As LeBron was going up, if he saw Cam in the corner, out of the corner of his eye, he definitely saw um, Torian Prince on the wing there. I just think that would have been a more difficult pass. Uh, yeah, it would have been a more because he had to go be that would have gone. He would have had to gone behind. Behind, yeah. yeah. So, so that it, even that Prince should have right. been the one in the corner. Yes, even, I, and you would have thought, Gerald, that print that somebody from the coaching staff would have said twelve and five switch switch and they would have switched and yeah. that should have that should have immediately happened great point gerald that should have immediately happened as soon as he put the ball on the floor and started heading into the paint they should have immediately switched but it's also again magic it comes down to it mathematics you're down only one you don't need a three i understand lebron the way he was angling had two guys on him i get that maybe you know but you have four opportunities to get two points that's all you needed. And you chose three-point shots every single time for a team that shoots, on average, below average in the NBA. I mean, the math is there, Magic Man. We're not a good three-point shooting team, yet we're taking four three-point shots late in the game. Absolutely mind-numbingly stupid to me. Magic, you're on mute. So, yeah, it, it was stupid, Gerald. 
Uh, n- not to mention, you didn't even collect one offensive rebound during those four possessions. Not well, one. We're the worst. You realize we're the worst offensive rebounding team uh, in the in the NBA. There's nobody yes. that rebounds worse on the offensive boards than us. My and God, it's not Mitch, even close. It's not even close. And Mitchell Robinson almost has as many offensive rebounds individually, and we as we do as a team. That uh, it's, pathetic. It, it's pathetic. That's the, the only word to describe th- this situation right now. Uh, I mean, Gerald, we, we were talking in the first half. I'm not sure if you had a chance, but uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of us were actually agreeing with each other and saying, and, and Joe had brought it up that looks like somewhat of a system. And then they completely, 86 that in the second half, Gerald. Well, a lot and of that had to do with AD. D. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. That being that being said, he sh- he should have known right. He should have known right away that that was going to be an issue. And if if AD can't go, then you know what? Bite the bullet. If you don't have a minutes restriction on him, play play him at the five. Play Here's LeBron. a thought though: if you're Cam Reddish, maybe instead of staying out in the corner where you know you're not good. Try Move. to run up. Move. Go to the basket. Be open for a dunk. At least you can still do that. That would have been an option. Or then, like I said, Rodell, I agree. He should have not been in the game. But then again, Max Chris, your choices are limited. Max yeah. Chris, has been awful Once this he, year. What, Cam see, Reddish is awful from the offensive end this year. So, yeah, you really, your choices when you have so many injuries are limited. It was manpower, Gerald, not to mention the fact that D'Lo kicked him, got himself thrown out of the game. So the yeah. Lakers were down to only six healthy bodies. And Joe, I can't, I, I guess I could uh, agree with you on the fact that, you know what, he was very passionate about it. Uh, you know, as far as the call is concerned, why he got kicked out, I, I guess you have to go ahead. But, but you got to, you got to be smart about it when you're, when you're down. So many players, Joe. Maybe you should have gone and keep your temper somewhat. Just get one T, but not get two. Well, the the like I said before, the there was a positive there. The Lakers' defense played much better with him off the court. Yeah, that's true. It's not and, there. And there's that that that's another little tidbit that is not good. You needed to have one of your starters out for you to play better. I mean, they they didn't. No one scored for two minutes and thirty eight seconds. It's it's a, uh, but none of that is relevant at this point. None of it was relevant with eight seconds left. All that stuff that we talked about meant nothing. We had LeBron James with the ball at the top of the key. LeBron James, who was having a unprecedented game for a man in his position, a twenty first season. Playing like an MVP. He looked like an MVP tonight. Duncan and just just soaring everywhere he was going. Blocking shots. So Miami LeBron shows up in Miami. And you have the ball in his hand to win the game. All you need is two points. How about draw a foul? How about go aggressive to to the basket? I, 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 I don't, you saw him fading away on the two. That, I, 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 the I, double I'm trying that. to, I just, I'm, I'm like, I don't understand the logic. I don't, I can't, I, it, it, it can't register in, in my head. First of all, it's a regular season game. I don't think there's that much stress. Pardon my ignorance if there is, 
But I would like to think that there wasn't that much of stress to not be able to focus on, guys, we need two points. LeBron, get to the rim. If they sag off anything within, like, the five feet of the basket, we're going to have somebody come to the basket and crash the, crash the basket. Basically, just, just basically you, you either give them a lob or you bounce past it and it's, it's two points. Something. Again, I, I don't even – my, I can't, I can't, I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say. It doesn't make sense that we didn't do something like that. We couldn't do something simple. See, it's simple sometimes it's confusing for people because we're so used to craziness, right? How about do something simple? Simple, maybe pick and roll, swing the ball a little bit. You had time. You had eight seconds. Just do it quicker. But the problem there, guys, is, is remember I told you guys when you're, when you're not really in tune you have to think. And there was too much thinking there. And it came from the coach. The coach was thinking too much. And this was the result. It's just wasted. A waste. And we haven't won a road game. We're 0-4 on the road. And this was our game. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout. But we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. That's two games this season, guys, that we really should have won. This and the Sacramento game. Really no excuses to lose both those games, and those are going to bite you in the ass because everybody talks about, okay, the Lakers were, you know, 50-win team, supposed to be fighting for one of those top spots, you know, fighting for home court advantage in the playoffs. Well, if we don't get it, Magic Man, we can always look back to some of these games and wonder why that was. And good yeah. uh, congratulations, cool bro. A-plus on your test. There you go. And doing his homework before watching the Lakers fast break. As I said in the chat, homework first, Joe Rance second. There you go. 100%. It's a winning formula. So, folks, if you want to know why we try to keep it PG as much as we can, you just you just found out why. Absolutely. We don't want we don't want mom and dad having their their son listening to c words and and f words left and right. <laughs> Although he did drop an s bomb, cool bro, later earlier. Well, I I'd like to think you know growing up, my dad would say the s word and the a word. But he did tell it's me okay, the time. So yes. But the F words and the C words, not really. Save that for that's that's for the homies. That's when you're back. kicking it with the boys. Um, Playback.tv. But even when I was a kid, I didn't see say that C words. Those were those. I didn't get the gangster mode until later in life. But, uh, but Seth's nominating you for president for next year. Oh boy, said I. One year I from today. I appreciate it. I really do, and I I believe I do a really good job, but. I don't know if uh, I think the assassination attempts would probably be pretty high. <laughs> I work 500, at, I, 500 uh, secret service agents, like all hovering around Joe. Yeah. I worked with the, with the, uh, um, and in the middle, you see this like middle finger pop up. Hello. Yeah. They throw eggs at me. They probably <laughs> throw pies. Uh, then they throw a pie on, I know he wasn't a politician, but then they throw a pie on Bill Gates. 
some random guy throw a pie on him? Uh, probably. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Sean. <laughs> no, I mean, like, especially with the pie, especially that that circular, you got to really be accurate with those. Like, you, you can really lose it there. But the, like when the I mean, guy threw, hit. when the guy threw the shoe at Bush, I mean that's you know you could throw a shoe any other way, but that pie in the face, that's really got to be uh, an efficient. I, I was still amazed at the matrix like deflection by Bush. Boy, he was just like. But I think that's a coaching issue, guys. <laughs> I mean, Darren said in the chat, LeBron only needed two points. What is he doing? You know, four chances to get yeah, two Ger- points. But and Gerald, four. Gerald, four. not only that. Um, tonight, Austin Reeves and Christian Wood were making their threes. Both of them were. So why aren't they taking that? Last why time? aren't they taking it? You know, if if if, the, if this is the issue, why aren't they taking the shots? Why again? He and Gerald. I, I've been I've been browsing socials as well as Gerald and Joe have he is not talking about it he is not talking about that last possession he's talking about everything else except that last possession right now yeah but also if Cam Reddish if you know you're not that good outside and you're very unsure yourself draw you know run to the basket he drew two people to him jumping away so that means they would have been completely out of position and if he's throwing it in your direction anyways wouldn't have been so much easier. He had enough time left to catch and dunk. And and he still, he's just sitting out there on the three. One of his worst areas of, you know, just he's got a terrible shot. He just needs to go ahead and be smarter himself out there. But then again, he should have been out there in the first place. I agree with mm-hmm. Joe on that one. I, I'm going to also say that LeBron had taken uh, a shot at the rim and got the N1 to, t- to, to take it to one uh, to to get it to down one, that that shot looked almost the same in a way. And uh, in the, in, in the previous one, he he backed his player his his, uh, his player down, but he shot over him, hit it off the glass, and got fouled. Uh, there is some blame a little to LeBron. Uh, I think if LeBron wants to be the greatest of all time, I think LeBron needs to take that shot, even if Darvin said to give it to Cameron. Maybe like a hook in that situation because he was he was so jumping in looking away. at the in looking at the, the play uh he drew in the player who was guarding Christian Wood. Yeah. But there wasn't a lot of space. So what what LeBron would have needed to do was give the give the idea that he was going to shoot enough to where he could draw that second defender and he then did. bounce it but it w- there wasn't a lot of space, which is why he gave it to Cam Reddish. But and if then, Cam Reddish cuts that's to the where, basket, that's where that's where I that, that that's where it starts to get back into the 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 the, the uh, Darvin Ham issue is Dante. Don't give why, us those tough questions. Come on, Dante. Why are you? Why do you have guys? <laughs> why do you have three guys? You had Austin Reeves on the corner to the right. Why do you have the other two at, at the three? What's LeBron going to do? Pass it like this? You know, there wasn't enough time to have Vladi Divac pat the ball and have you hit a three at the last second. I mean, I don't know what, what that was about. I think they should have had everybody crashing the boards or coming towards the basket. Yes, they're going to be guarded by it and you're going to clog the place up, but I don't know. I, I just 
it, it, the play just did not make sense to me. It, it should have either been a layup by LeBron or it should have gone to someone who knows how to shoot. If that was Austin he gave the ball to and he shot it, we're talking about what the hell is wrong with Austin the last two minutes instead of Darvin Ham. So Dante is stressing my brain out by the question he left. Cam or Westbrook would you rather have out there taking that final shot? Westbrook. Cam Reddish is not good at shooting. Uh, Westbrook is in a Westbrook uh, is is is. You know Westbrook still statistically a level above Cam Reddish. Three, three points which doesn't say much. I don't know. I don't know about that, Joe. You're you're really you're kind of selling Russell Westbrook really high there. It's like he is statistically still the worst all-time three-point shooter in num- you know based on number of shots, number of attempts. You know, it's, so it's, that's a rock and a hard place question. It's it's kind of like choosing between a leper and somebody who's constantly bleeding from the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. That was that's a good one. <laughs> oh, there you go, Magic. There you go, Dante. You get, don't give us those tough questions, man. My God, <laughs> we're already stressed out as is after the game. But uh, still, Magic man, four chances, four opportunities, and still the NBA mentality is always take it passed out to the three. That's just to me, it's bad coaching. To me, it's just okay. You send it out there once. You as a coach, you got to understand you're you're in there tight. Miami is doing everything that they can to go ahead and give you the game on a silver platter. Absolutely trying to give you the game. I remember even saw seeing it on you know it was mentioned in the chat on playback playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. You know, again, it was just the fact that they were giving it to you on a silver platter. You just need to score one basket. That's all you need to do. You don't need to chuck up threes, especially for a team that is in one of the worst NBA three-point shooting teams in the league. Absolutely, absolutely, Gerald. It was it was all set up for you. They they happened to just not be able to make any shots in the last three minutes, but you couldn't make them either. Unbelievable. Um, two thirty-eight is a lifetime in the NBA. Two minutes and thirty-eight seconds, and not one good possession. It was like half of a good possession. The second opportunity where I don't know why he decided to take an ill-advised shot, but it is what it is. Reeves was making his threes, but he was taking a couple of ill-advised shots, and maybe that's what uh, caused LeBron and Ham and the staff to kind of kind of be a little tentative about giving him that last look. That's That's the only... Only excuse I could come up with, Cheryl. But the fact is, the Miami Heat are not a very good team. I don't expect them to be a very good team at the end of the year either. Everybody says that every year, and they manage to go ahead and meander their way into a Eastern Conference or Finals team somehow. That's with the same personnel over and over and over. Cheryl, that's because they're in the East. The East, well, is and, and, east and, is the least. And suppose a good coach, his teams never look the same in uh, April and May as they do in uh, November, December. But that being said, right now, not a good team. And you well, had we every definitely op- need to get right on in Houston. No excuses in Houston. And uh, I do want to give everybody an update, Sean. Though it was said that Anthony Davis in the locker room did state that he thinks he's going to be a go for Wednesday. So 
that's of some relief whatever this hip groin spasm whatever that he looked does. really he looked really stiff he looked like he looked like Kramer in that Seinfeld episode with skinny jeans, just walking around, like scaring everybody. It's like there was, there was no wiggle at, at all in his hips. And like, he's like with a bad back, he's trying to put his hands up in front of Bam at a bio Gerald uh, on a mid range. And that's it. When I kind of thought, Oh man, he, the crowd is asking for you, Joe, do you, are you aware or have you, you know, when you played football ever heard of a hip or groin spasm? Cause I've, Never in all my years, I've never heard that before. No, I, I have pulled the groin before, and it yeah, takes for, as we all, I think, it, takes, many of it us. takes forever to heal. So, when you when you play and then you um you rest during the week and then you play again the following week, it comes back sometimes if you're not stretching it the right way and putting enough uh fluids and all that crap. The thing with 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 AD is. I don't know his pain tolerance, and if you go by history, his pain tolerance isn't very good. So I don't really know if you're calling it a groin spasm. Uh, I've never seen anything spasm in there other than. <laughs> Here we go. That, that, uh... <laughs> our, for our audio listeners, you could just take a guess at what he's saying at this point in time. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. There you go. <laughs> What's up, Sean? You were saying something? Yeah, that makes that make that makes no goddamn sense anatomically or biologically. The hip has three bones. It's not a muscle. How could it? Oh, I almost Gerald. I caught myself. How could how could bone spasm? Ugh. What are you on? Seriously, what are you on? And uh, on that Lakers P, uh, PR staff or your social media, a hip spasm? Oh, that sounds like a bunch of mealy mouth word salad. You know what, Gerald? Bone spasm. Look, I, I God, get I'm what he's saying. I get what he's saying. About this. I get what he's saying. Something weird happened, and it's just one of those words where it feels like it's spasming. You know, it's his body. He, well, you could call it you could call it soreness or pain. You get sore and pain in it, your in your it, bones, Joe. It's your bones disc- your bones can't spasm, Joseph. Your I know. bones cannot spasm. I know. It, but but see, the <laughs> thing is, it doesn't. It, we talk about living in the moment. There's a there's the cliche of living in the moment. We used to hear Phil Jackson talk about that. But I don't think you really understand. I think some people just kind of pawn it off as just another cliche, right? But it makes sense. All that went wrong in this game was irrelevant in the last eight seconds, especially in the last minute when he kept missing shots. And I got to give the, you know, we all give the Lakers credit though for coming back without AD. AD, absolutely. AD out, DeAndre Russell getting kicked out, which actually helped our defense, by the way. LeBron getting smacked all over the place, not getting any calls, getting, I I saw like what, four texts today? When the hell did these, what's going on here? Why, Why tonight? But anyways, all this stuff going on, it didn't matter. They were in a position to win four times, at the very least, at least once, without the clock existing. It'd be zero. You make that shot, we're not talking about this. We're talking about, man, I hope AD gets back on Wednesday, and we're not probably talking about Darvin Ham and his 
crappy rotations. We're talking about that was a hell of a call at the end of the game. I think I think Alan, you're a little bit, little bit mistaken here. The the you're what you're talking about is in the abdominals. The the three the three hip bones are the ilium, the ischium, and the pubis. Those are the three hip bones. In down up. Those are the three hip bones. They called it they called it a hip spasm. That's bull. You know what, Gerald. So it's yeah, yeah, but it's, it's like it's it's one of the other though. It, it can't Anatomical be both. classes. Yeah, well, I mean that that's well. This is this is what happens when you've got a combination of Darvin Ham plus a training staff plus God knows what else is going on. I I mean, we, we went from Rui having an eye contusion to a concussion. That that happened overnight too, so I I really don't know what to make of heads or tails about this training staff and their uh, curious use of uh, terms I, I I've just, never I heard before. Think, I just don't think there that the 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 player of today is equipped at handling any adversity. We're we're talking six games in, six seventh tonight. You have like half the team injured from what? How do you get a concussion on a basketball court? Have you noticed that everybody's getting a concussion every other week now in the NBA? When the hell did the concussion happen in the NBA? First 80 years I've been watching this thing. All of a sudden it started getting a concussion. So that, 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 the, the only real that, concussion. The only the real guy con- in or- New Orleans, Mr. Uh, Ingram, he had a concussion for two weeks. The only real concussion I ever remember ever happening in the NBA was when Ron Artest cocked his elbow back and just hit. And he didn't even. He didn't even in the temple. Yeah, did he? Did he? Did he leave? Did James Harden leave for two weeks with a concussion? I think he came back in the game, didn't he? Well, Powell had a concussion. He was out for about uh, close to two, three weeks. I, but I understand what you're saying. It's uh in this physical sport, it's 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 yeah. It, it, it's it's a contact sport. It's not physical. I don't understand what's going on here. I don't understand. I'm confused. How are you injured? Playing nothing. You haven't played yet to get injured. You're out for three weeks. It's not like the well, guys. I mean- that- it's not like Greg Oden where he's his body cannot handle an NBA season. It's that's different. Did, did, are- you know what, Joe? We could we could have a different conversation about this. I uh, I dated uh, a physical therapist for years. Uh, she uh, it was her opinion and a lot of other people's opinions who are who are therapists show that uh, a lot of these sports they they're just adamant and refuse to actually um, change. The approach to how you evaluate a concussion. Yeah, because now you're worried about being you know, some, sued. Some guy hits his head on. Some guy hits his head on the court, and you ask him where you are, and he, he, you know, he's in a daze for thirty seconds. He can't tell you where to. Well, you know what? He may be in a concussion, so we'll put him in concussion protocol. I, I instead of I, be, instead of instead of all these individuals being being on a case by case basis, it's all streamlined. It's all rubber stamped. Oh, 
You had a bump on your head, rubber stamped in the concussion protocol. Yeah, I've I seen agree. it in baseball. Every time a pitcher feels a little tweak, he's out. They don't even wait five seconds. He's out. Go, go sit down. You're done. I, 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 I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not going to, we're here to play, talk about the game. I don't want to talk about the softness and the weakness of the, you know, just, I don't know. I don't, this team, this team, this so team is, on the is just. Um, we're victims of a first for the Miami Heat. Um, it's just posted. Uh, Bam Bam Adebayo notched the first 20 rebound triple double in Miami history. Not Ronnie Cycli, not Shaquille O'Neal, not Hassan Whiteside. It's Bam Adebayo gets the first 20 rebound triple double in Miami Heat history. And again, it comes down to the Lakers still being the worst offensive rebounding team in the NBA, getting beat there on the offensive rebounds, 11 to five, getting uh, what the, the rebounds overall, what were they at the 44 to 38? So they got beat on the boards again. So yeah, that's not good, my friend. It's a good, continuing good. theme, but you're always playing uphill. Today is a little bit more understandable. Again, as I said earlier, Magic Mad, you're playing uphill because, okay, AD, he's out for a big chunk of the second half. I get it. But this has been throughout the entire season so far. Every single game, we're playing uphill, Magic. And it's just so hard, as I've said it on playback and on this show, it is just so hard to continually find yourself always down, always trying to have to come back. Never find yourself just to build confidence in the team, just to build camaraderie, just to get to the point where you feel more like that this is a team that can compete on an every game basis by getting a 5, 10, 15 point lead on your opponents for a sustained period of time. That's just not happened at any point in time at all this season, Magic. And it's really, really disappointing to see so far. We're following the same habits that we did throughout the season last season. We've just not learned from those mistakes as of yet. No, Gerald, they 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 say bad habits die hard, right? And it's, it, they're not willing to just, they're like, our bad habits are like zombies, it feels it's like. Shooting 30% from behind the arc. I mean, and then, oh, what? And you, and Gerald, in. and somehow we shot almost 55% from the field while shooting yep. that poorly and still lost. And, and Ham saying, uh, you know, and I know that Felix, I go back to Felix, what he said in our chat yesterday about how the Lakers are more like the Warriors or whatnot. The Lakers are shooting less three point shots than last year, and they were one of the fewest teams to attempt shots last year from behind the arc, Magic. It's even worse now, and they're shooting less, and they're making less from behind the arc. And I don't know if that's a good thing as far as the number of attempts, but I know it's not a good a good thing at all, to the fact that the Lakers are a sub-30% uh, three-point shooting team. Uh, yeah, I agree, Jill. And not not to mention the fact that— And they're that getting out, out shot at the free-throw line, too, something that would never happen last season. It wouldn't. It wouldn't, actually. And LeBron only had four free-throws. Yeah, LeBron only had four three throws. I mean, overall, we got it just yeah, same as simple that the the fact that we got we're we're not even following the same things, the same exact things that we were doing last year successfully. Transitions and and out shooting by a large margin at the free throw line, and we're not even coming close to doing that right now. 
No, not at all. And uh, well, the the uptick in fast break points tonight uh, might be a good sign. I'd be careful about that. Miami Miami's a bad team, and um, uh, you know, um, kind of unlike them to to turn the ball over as much as they did. But we the Lakers took advantage of it as much as they could. It's the same. You're right, Gerald. They're not fall. He's not following the same script that led him to an 18 and seven record at the end of last year and two playoff series wins. It's, 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 he's, it's almost as if he wants to die or succeed on that three guard lineup, Gerald, because again, he went back to it again tonight, insist incessantly, and it didn't work out again. I realize we're we're hamstrung with the the injuries. At that's at that same juncture though, he's also gotta realize that I agree with you, Gerald. That that first half, that was kind of a mask for who we were. Sixty two fifty nine. They didn't they finished the first quarter with a net zero, so it was thirty three thirty three. But it was just masking a lot of the same problems we had. And when A D got hurt, my goodness, that went into full full throttle. That went from third to fourth, really fast, and they just they couldn't recover. I, I, I'm I'm getting really tired of this, Gerald. This is like a recurring nightmare. Only this time, the climax didn't happen when you thought it was. It happened uh, later on in the dream, and it, 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 you're still uh, flabbergasted by it. Now I the team has to go back to Houston. Go to Houston now. And and they better play well to get a win, salvage their first win on the road this season upcoming on Wednesday, because when it comes to later in the week, Magic Man, you know that magically some type of pixie ducks, Lakers pixie ducks, will always make Booker and Beal. I imagine they're just going to feel so much rosier and fresher come the time later this week, I believe on Friday, when they play against the Lakers. You know that always happens, Magic Man, always. where... Always, so oh, always, Gerald. I'm, yeah. I mean, this is you've and as as Gerald has said, uh, you've dropped th you've dropped three of four, and you're reeling right now. You're reeling because you can't figure out how to how to stop from drowning. Because we keep drowning, Gerald. We keep drowning in the fourth quarter. Um, Houston's not. As much as that the game, it worries me, Gerald. That game worries me right now because I I don't see it as a trap game, but I see it as a game where if you if you do start out slow again, like if you don't take it to them, like if you're not up on Houston by ten or fifteen at the end of that first quarter, something tells me that they're gonna have that. Emi they get confident. Emi Yudoka is going to yeah fill those guys up with a lot of confidence and they will just be a bug up our you-know-what to get rid of on Wednesday. And that's another issue because Houston is a, is a lesser version of the Heat. So if the Lakers come up short again, very concerning. Just absolutely just cannot understand why we, you have four opportunities and they're all three-point shots it's just absolutely just disappointing the fact that you just don't you have the choice magic man you, you you're not you're only down one point and yet you continually try to go ahead for that three-point shot it just 
I see it. It's not just the Lakers. It's just the NBA. It's just the mentality where everything. In fact, the WNBA. We talked about it, Magic Man, in the uh, the finals. You know, during the finals of the WNBA, where they were continually trying to chuck up threes when all they were only down down by one. Why are you doing that? That last second shot by the Liberty. Why are you doing that? You're only down one. Same thing with with uh, NBA. They're always trying to go for three when they're only down one. It just absolutely makes no sense why you take the lower percentage shot. Time in, time out. Yeah, absolutely, Gerald. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It makes perfect um, sense. I know. I know. It's it's a copycat. They're copycat leagues, and it's the easiest shot. I can't keep talking about modern basketball. Yeah, I know. I hear what you're saying. It's a copycat league, but can if you, you're not if you're not good at it, don't copy. Can, it. can someone just indulge me here? Because no. we talk about no. Steph Curry changing the NBA. He screwed the NBA is what he did. The The Golden State Warriors were an anomaly that's never happened before. They had three, arguably three, not one, not two, three of the greatest shooters in NBA history in their primes. And they almost got bounced by Harden and Chris Paul. In 2018. If you take away the Golden State Warriors, is this league a three happy league? That's the question. Because right now, if the Lakers didn't have that mentality where they wanted to shoot threes every five seconds when it mattered, we would have won this game. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Gerald, before we move on, I'm just going to post uh, something that uh, Dan Wilkie just just uh, put on uh, Twitter. Um, this is the explanation for crew chief James Williams as to why he threw D'Angelo Russell out of the game. I'll just uh, read it for uh, for everyone in the audience. So the question is, what did D'Angelo Russell do to warrant ejection for the third quarter tonight? Williams replied, D'Angelo Russell received his first unsportsmanlike technical foul for an overt gesture reacting to a no-call involving a potential kick ball. That earned him his first unsportsmanlike technical foul. Following his first unsportsmanlike, Following the first unsportsmanlike technical foul, D'Angelo Russell sub- subsequently received his second unsportsmanlike technical foul for disrespectfully addressing a game official with vulgarity. Per rule, the second unsportsmanlike technical will result in an injection from the game. And by the way, Gerald, that will also levy that will also levy a suspension for D'Angelo Russell, so he will not be available Wednesday night in Houston. Oh, how fun! Always good to know. Well, at least to know. You, ab- ab- abuse, abuse of an official is an automatic one-game suspension. Um, D'Angelo Russell will not be available for Wednesday night's game. 
Unless he appeals. He could appeal. But they'll probably go ahead and get through it quickly and just give him the one game anyway. So that's good yep. to know. At least the defense will be better. Joe said it as well. Joe agrees with me. I'm I mean, sorry, guys, but go look at the tape. I mean, the number. There's a reason why we mentioned this before. Why was he traded away from the Timberwolves when he's shooting 40% from beyond the arc? There's a reason why the team in in Minnesota was more was better with him off the court than on the court. They were a plus with him off the court and a minus with him on the court. It's because defensively he has a lot of issues. We saw this in the playoffs and it's just who he is. We're just going to have to ride through it until, you know, there are options out there, whether or not we want to trade him or not, but we got to, I told you this year would be a critical year, magic man, in regards to seeing whether or not D'Angelo Russell would be still considered by the end of the year when he, when his contract, when he, you know, can opt out, whether or not he could still be considered a, valuable starting point guard in the league or if a future as a rotation player aka backup off the bench is more to his liking for the rest of his career this would yeah. be a very pivotal year for him and it's so far the unevenness has been able to dictate exactly how that's going uh, I, <clears throat> I mean gerald if if there's one player kind of emblematic of the lakers right now it's d'angelo russell yeah. um up and down all over the place um, hard to tell where the focus is at times and whether or not it's going to be there when you actually need it. On top of the fact, Gerald, we th we thought his defense had improved slightly. I mean, it looked marginally better in the preseason. I'm modeling my game after Derek White yeah, well, in yeah. Boston Celtics. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. See how yeah, that worked yeah. out. Yeah. You're not Derek White in your dreams, buddy. Derek White. That's what he said. He said he is modeling his defensive game and his mindset to Derek White, the Boston Celtics. Actually, Joe, that's 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 not a bad that's not a bad um, take the Boston Celtics mark. part yeah. of it. Just a player, yeah. just a player. That's not that's not a bad uh, player to try and model your defensive game after. Uh, I would personally yeah. say Suggs would be just, better. But, yeah, but. Der Gerald, I don't. It, Russell doesn't have the snot to be a Suggs. Yeah. Um. So, Gerald, three and four through seven games. Everyone says, "Oh, it's just one game. Oh, it's just one game." Well, next game it'll be eight, and that means we're one tenth of the way through the season, and at best, the Lakers would be five hundred. Yep. We're right Thing. now 10th place in the Western Conference. Yep, Tied maybe, with the Phoenix Suns, at least. Maybe, uh, maybe that, maybe, uh, what was it? Bogut wasn't wrong after all. Maybe. Maybe he wasn't. Uh, just right now, this, this team is just directionless. And that's a, that's a shame, Magic Man, because it needs to, it's not as bad and dire as it was last year at this point in time, because we were really going off on a tangent at this point in time last year. But this is a team that, you know, with the additions Rob Palenka made over the course of the summer, Joe and Magic, that, you know, this was somebody, I mean, we had all said that this team was substantially deeper. And yet, right out of the gate, half the team seems to be injured. So where's that depth when you don't have any players to play in the game? And I know Adam and other people say, well, play the two-way players. Play the two-way players. 
really, if you're already eight games in, counting on two-way players to go ahead and save you, that's bad. That's bad news for any NBA team. Yeah, absolutely, Gerald. And, um, you know, as much as uh, the injuries want to be played on our part, guess what? Tonight, Caleb Martin, their best perimeter defender, RJ Hampton, one of their best shooters, and Jovich, one of their best young prospects, were also out, Gerald. So the Lake, as of Saturday with the Magic, Monday with the Heat, Lakers had no excuse for any which way about about the effort. And as Gerald said, that, that apropos term, directionless, directionless. With no direction home, and I know, I know, Joe. Uh, I think Joe said we were. I forget what term he used, but I was thinking in my head, it feels like we're at a crossroads, Gerald. That's what it feels like right now. It's a crossroads, and yeah, you can it. either you can either go in the direction of mediocrity, or we can try and get this out of the ditch, back onto the road and try and get to championship city that being said it's gonna be a long drive because we're stuck in a ditch right now gerald and uh as much as ham and lebron are flooring it to get them out it just seems that what happens in a ditch ladies and gentlemen a lot of people just feel that you can just floor it and get yourself out of there well what you don't realize is that you're digging yourself deeper in a ditch that's what I feel like is happening right now, Joe, that nobody is really focused solutions. If you focus on the problem, you never find the solution because you're too busy focused on the problem. And that's what I think is happening right now. They're too busy focusing on what's wrong instead of try- figuring out what can we do to turn it around. Well, I'll tell you what, Magic Man, you're the host, my friend, so send us on home. It's been a great episode. I want to thank the chat. The chat has been truly uplifting to us, and hopefully we have been to you. Uh, Joe is just putting his heart out there for you guys, and so I, I, tr- I appreciate Despite Joe and I always arguing seemingly every episode, I want to go ahead and give him credit where it's due. Uh, when he puts his heart out there, you know, you know, we all think it's funny that when he rants and whatnot, but that's him telling it like it is. And you guys seem to really like it and enjoy it and really empathize with him and agree with him on a lot of occasions when he does that. So, uh, you know, give him credit and also give everybody out there for spending time with us here tonight as well. So. Absolutely. Uh, Joe is the voice of the uh, of the Lakers fast break. Cool bro says, question, how did we lose against the Heat? Uh, how can I say this? Uh, falling behind again, uh, AD getting hurt with a hip or groin spasm, whatever you want to call it, and then the Lakers blowing four chances to take a better shot. And cool, cool, bro, to... cool, bro. You're in high school, right, brother? Okay, so th- he was doing like... homework first, and credit to him to that. So this is like when you're you're finished gym class, and you're all ready to get to the shower. But your one friend has to really go to the bathroom and he's dogging it the whole way there. And you just find you finally get through the door. You finally get through to the door to the bathroom and you got to call your mom in about 10 minutes to bring a change of pants. That's what happened to the Lakers tonight in the last two and a half minutes. We needed to call our moms for a change of pants. That's what happened. And your voice changes. Mom. 
Yes. Oh, I need a new pair of pants. That never happened to me, by the way, but I happened to a friend of mine. Of course not. Yes. Of course, to a good friend of yours. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, of course. Uh, but guys, uh, great conversation tonight. Truly appreciate it. If you have not subscribed, please do so. We saw a lot of new names in the chat. And it's always great to see new names, new faces in the chat. If you are not subscribed, please do so. It really helps us out. It gets us uh, in more of the spotlight with YouTube and all that. And please like before you head on out as well. Because that helps us. That helps us a lot. Joe would walk out there with soiled pants and he wouldn't care. He would. You, you, if you knew Joe, that's one of the last things he would ever do. Just yeah. reading a comment from Skydweller for everybody. If, if I soiled my pants, I'd be in a shower within two seconds. And the undergarments would be in the trash with new underwear. I don't, uh, I have a bidet at home. If you guys really want to know my hygiene practices, I don't like dirt. I don't like dirty. But days are are cool. But days are really and I, and, and yes. Do and you have the heater? Do you have the one that heats up? I, I didn't go that route, uh, G. I I thought that was a little excessive. But 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 I'm not saying I won't get it. I'm just saying uh, I wanted to simplify it quick, and I it was able to do it. Uh, the next advancement will be the entire unit, and then I'll. I'll have the lights and the disco music and all that stuff in there. But no, just saying the heating. The, the, the okay, we had what we had a bidet in in Hawaii. Yeah, that had all the all the gimmicks, all yeah. the gimmicks. But it was it was worth. It. I'm just gonna say it was worth it. Look, it, it's it, it's not a fa- you can say fancy, but it, it's it's absolutely uh, something that I think the United States didn't, uh, and I probably know we probably know why because you know toilet paper companies probably didn't want to lose money, but I think you do it yourself at this service. Those things cost like 40 bucks, 50 bucks. You install it in your own toilet or you can get a toilet, but the ones that you can install are easy. Uh, you don't need to be a plumber to do it. Just follow the directions. And I'm telling you right now, you, I've, it's, 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 uh, it's good in every way, in, in many ways. And uh, hygiene is important. Hygiene is extremely important. Uh, two showers a day is a, a lot of time, a lot of times the minimum. And, uh, you know, for those of you, you know, since we've been talking about dates, boys, women do a lot of things for you. Girls do a lot of things for you. The least you can do is keep your ass clean. Couldn't agree with that more. And I've been saying that for years. This is not a something that just came on Lakers fast break on November 6th. That's one of my mottos, you know, do, do keep your ass clean, keep your ass clean. And, uh, the females will follow because a lot of guys out there don't. Is that another <laughs> T-shirt right there in the making? Uh, I don't think I'd ever wear that publicly. No. Okay. Actually, uh, no. I, I that's would. not. I don't think. I would never wear something like that. Joe Soros says. <laughs> Joe says. Yes. Uh, what? If, I, I want to see a picture of your wife. I think that's number one. Yeah, that 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 would be fine at a Lakers fast break convention. It'd be easy to spot me, right? In case you guys. In case you see me differently in person, maybe you don't see it. I don't think you would. I think I'd look the same on TV as I do live. But uh, we want to we want to definitely promote cleansiness. It's it's important. Now is that uh, is that a porcelain bidet? Cool, no. bro. 
the, no, the, the one the one the where he goes is, but not the bidet no the one where he talks about he don't want to see a picture of your wife for the first time that he's dropped that well that that, that, was the that happened that because was the best that happened because people wanted me to announce their divorce yes my question was always well let me see what your wife looks like then i'll be able to give you a better announcement because maybe i might want to counsel you and maybe are you sure you want to do this <laughs> you know uh and this has been the the year or i should say the last 14 months let's just say the year it's been the year of the divorce around me i'll tell you that it's been pretty uh it's been pretty sketchy the last month for a lot of my colleagues and good close friends boy it's been like a bomb went off so you got pictures of all of their wives i know what their wives look like i'd say uh one of them is detestable so that's a good one that that's going the other way uh second one yeah third one yeah and then the fourth one as a woman and yeah that's all i gotta say on that all right and yes. we'll uh, we'll exit on that note, ladies. Real and life, gentlemen. real life. What are we talking about, Magic Man? We need to talk ten minutes more about bidets. Yeah, I'm not interested in bidet talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, Darren. Well, no, it makes you an asswipe if you don't have a bidet. See how the correlation works. Go ahead, Magic Man. Send this on home. What's Joe's shirt company called? I'm going to ask for one for Christmas, probably. Simblades. Simblades. He does a, it's a lawn service. Or actually, it's, you know what? Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com. Check it out. That's, if you live in the, since I think Coolbro does live in the Southern Joe California area. <laughs> you know, if Coolbro, if your parents, <laughs> if your parents need a new lawn transformed, and you live in the Southern California area, which I think you do because you were talking about. Yes, you said you lived in California. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am beach. a yeah I am a landscape contractor. Uh, that's really the official word. If if I have to put contractor in there because I have a license to construct landscape in at in, in residential commercial areas. So what that does is it. It allows me to put turf. It allows me to put pavers. It allows me to sub out concrete and patio covers because I don't like doing those. So I just sub them out to my guys that I know. Uh, retaining walls, uh, fencing. I uh, farm that out, although I am thinking about possibly getting a license for that as well. So, And it's weird. The, the C27 license that I have in California will allow me to do a fence as long as I'm doing the other stuff. If it's a standalone, then I'm supposed to have a, a license. It's it's confusing. It's California. It is what it is. But if anybody needs any uh, you know, adjustment in their in their landscape, that's I come in there and I I revamp it, and make it look good. But if you do want Lakers Fast Break merchandise, Joe set up a page and I put the site in the chat and it's in the description for everyone anyone listening and watching. It's in the description below, but it's also in the chat right now. So Give it a look. I know that Darren, I know that Henry of Courtside Lakers, they both received their goods today. Uh, yep. And uh, there you go. Absolutely. Fantastic. All and my around. apparel girl is coming right uh, probably within the next 30 minutes to show me what uh, what we have. Sean, I got to see. Uh, there's a couple more tweaks I think we got to do, but I think some of them have been done. 
but I'll uh, I'll send you some pictures when we get off air here. I'm gonna see her in about probably maybe even twenty minutes. Yeah, twenty minutes. All right. So with that, appreciate uh, Gerald Glassford and Joe Soro joining me for uh, hosting duties tonight. Unfortunately, Lakers fall one hundred eight one hundred seven. We will be back uh, tomorrow, Gerald, for another edition of the Lakers Fast Break. We're not. I think going we should anywhere. try for three hundred sixty-five days straight. Let's see how that feels. That's a that's a that's a good squad. I already have Gerald. gray hair, so it's already moot point for me. I like that. So with that. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Lakers Fast Break post-game wrap-up. Lakers fall 108-107 to the Heat. Lakers 3-4. and four. We look to get back on the right track Wednesday in Houston. Have a good night, everybody. Take care. Go Lakers. Go Lakers.